Hello, friends, and welcome to Azizi Podcast. I have a small favor to ask from you all. Please subscribe to my podcast on the app that you're currently using to listen to it. It will greatly help me out, and it will make it convenient for you to listen to my new episodes every time they come out. Also, I have a YouTube channel. Just search for Azizi Podcast on YouTube, and you will be able to see my conversations in a video format. Also, don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel. Anyways, thanks so much for listening. I so greatly appreciate it. My guest today is Liliana Uyowa. She is the founder of ChicanaBoxing.com. Enjoy the show, everybody. We are live. Liliana Uyowa. How is it going? So far, so good. As good as we can be here in the quarantine. I'm so excited to have you on this podcast. It's just, uh, it's just such a pleasure because you kind of came on the scene um so on my scene like on my personal like uh, timeline and like observation about the Twitter media like so randomly but you came with like the bang you're just like you know we're like you're so opinionated and I just saw like who is this person what's happening and 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 that kind of happened and I'm talking about Twitter because I'm I'm on Twitter a lot especially the boxing Twitter and that happened a year ago I think or so when I really really like 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 started to like pay attention to them like I, I followed you and all of that and I don't know. And all of a sudden, I feel like you were making so many, so much, so many waves in, in that regards in the, in the boxing and the media. Uh, can, you, can you talk about that a little bit? How, how did you get involved with boxing? Yeah, well, I've been a boxing fan my whole life. Like diapers. My dad used to play um, boxing. We used to live in Mexico, so we had the antenna. And we would always be like going outside and switching it just so that we can get that one channel that showed the fights. And I would go to events, you know, fights at the forum fights at the stub hub so mm-hmm. i knew people from instagram like the boxing community on instagram mm-hmm. and they'd be like hey there's tailgates come to our tailgate so i would go to the tailgates at the forum so what's a tail- tailgate i'm sorry what was that i'm sorry what's a tailgate a tailgate is like when people stay at the parking lot before the fight start and drink and eat oh okay i saw those people it's funny my english yeah, does so, not allow me so to so like, i would I be understand. with them Actually, Tom Loeffler dropped by a couple times. Oh, yeah? yeah and gave us cups he to would like, do that. drink our beer with. Look at him. So supportive. <laughs> <laughs> he gave us our cups, like promo cups. It was great. Nice. Um, yeah, and I met a lot of people there. And at the time, I was um, in my, I think, second year of, of college. And mm-hmm. I met some media people. And it was through Boxing Heads, the website. I don't think they have a website anymore, just an Instagram. But mm-hmm. one of their guys approached me and said, oh, you're going to school for journalism. Like, well, we we need like staff writers and if you just want to like write and you know, that'd be cool. And I was like, at the time I wasn't thinking about writing for sports. I would write about the other things you talk about me being opinionated on. That was my goal. Right. And I was like, sure. Like I'll give it a shot. And I mean, I'd be like, who doesn't want to go into fights? Right. Right. I was like, yes. Um, so I did. And it, that's how I got started basically with them. But since they didn't have the website anymore, I felt like, well, I still want to write. And I still want to make content. So I'm like, let me just make my own. And like you started with, you, you mentioned earlier with this podcast, you started it as a hobby, but then you just get really into it and mm-hmm. kind of passionate about it. And it becomes more of a rewarding thing to do. I just like, oh, let me start doing it. And I just been doing it ever since. At the time, it wasn't as consistent. Like you say about me just coming out of nowhere because I did. Um, I would do things back then, but because of my school schedule, it didn't really right. allow me to go to, you know, midweek press conference, midweek workouts. Like I couldn't do it because I was usually at school 
and then fights, I just have my kids, so I wouldn't really be able to do as much. And then since I graduated last year, I was like, okay, full force, like it's time to invest, you know, more effort and time into this now that I have time. And then, you know, Corona happened and here I am. What was your first gig in terms of uh, boxing and writing? Do you remember it? Like an article or what did you write about or like the interview um, yeah, that you took? I, I think I, it was actually um, the Scott Quigg, like, uh, yeah, Scott Quigg versus Oscar Valdez at the stuff up. Mm -hmm. and, and you had to one, write about it? Yeah, I wrote, I, I really prefer writing. That That's usually my goal. Like I want to be a sports writer. Okay. But I know times are changing and people prefer video content. So I, it's hard for me to start having to adapt mm -hmm. to more video interviews. And if I could just walk around with like the little recorder and just get quotes and talk to people like a conversation, I feel like it would make me feel a little bit more relaxed as mm -hmm. opposed to standing there with a camera and feeling like, oh, Jesus, like I have to think on the spot. It's, it's, it's different. I think because I'm more of a natural with writing it's more difficult for me to be able to conduct a video interview because I don't want to be in the camera, but most of the people are saying, you know, you have to be in the camera and mm -hmm. I ask people all the time, like, which one is it? Because I get really confused. I don't like being in the camera. I feel like it draws attention from the fighter. Like it's about the fighter, mm -hmm. not about me. Mm -hmm. And then it just brings up weird comments or it's just weird. Like I don't like video content. Like I, I do it because again, we're adapting to this new digital media right. that is so freaking like popular so, now. So let's get back to that moment then when you started, because I know that you started uh, something that's called Chicana boxing, which is mm -hmm. your personal brand and channel for, for your boxing uh, basically project. How did that come about? And at what point, like after I'm assuming when you were doing the, the box, boxing, box hats, right? Boxing hats. Yeah. You are, um, you were sort of doing it just to try it, but you were not really sure whether you want to do it or not. You were still at school, but at some point you're like, it's, it seemed like you, you took it seriously and you're like, all right, I'm going to start my own channel. Like I saw like you had, you had like this logo, this brand, everything was really thought out. I really like the name, by the way, Chicana boxing. Like I, mm -hmm. because I don't know, I, I personally know what it is. And I, uh, I feel like it, it was very authentic and it was very like on point and it was very like Chicana, right? So it was feminine. It was, it was pretty cool. I liked it. How did that come about and, and uh, what kind of thought did you put into it and what, what the whole project entailed? Yeah, well, at first I just started with like an Instagram because I would always use my personal Instagram to write about boxing. Like whenever a fight would happen, whether it be the judges, a specific round or just for me to give my thoughts on it, I would always go on this huge rant in my personal account. And mm -hmm. people would always tell me, just start like a... a an Instagram just for that. So I did, and it got pretty big. It, it was like 14, 15,000 followers the last time I had it. Um, I don't have it anymore. I didn't like the, I didn't like Instagram as much as I like Twitter. So I did uh, delete that. Uh -huh. But I, it was started just as an Instagram. And then I was like, okay, let me try to get into media, like being actually taken seriously. And so mm. I, I, it was kind of a way to, to tell people like, I'm not just some YouTube or right. some Instagram, mm -hmm. like I do write and here's my work. Um, the thing that I struggled with and continue to, because again, I just started is just trying to say, you know, I am in this for real, like this is my work mm -hmm. and, and I guess building a, an audience that right. again, like I, I, I moved into, to 
video more because mm-hmm. a lot of people don't read. And of course, if people want to read a certain article post fight, I do mostly like post fight or, you know, fights like about like either pre fight stuff, like previews or post fight, because I feel like if I write about something that's happening, somebody already read it on like, we're finding out from journalists who have access, right? right. So I would just be rewriting a story that they said. And you can write opinion pieces, of course, and those are fun, especially for boxing fans. But I felt like it was harder for me to write about that stuff, not having really an audience. So, mm-hmm. but I still write, you know, whenever I do a fight, I always, that's my priority. It's not getting an interview. It's not, it's me finishing my article. And I usually finish it like 15 minutes after the bout's done because all I'm doing is waiting for images to plug into it. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty good with the time, but it is a little discouraging because I'm like, no one reads really. And if they do, they're not reading small websites. They're reading ESPN, Dan Raphael's, um, you know, the, his recap or his thoughts on it or, or boxing news or a boxing scene. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yet I, I do see a lot of compliments towards your writing from uh, uh, media professionals in boxing. So, uh you know granted that you are highly educated in journalism and but you do it, it you do have a talent in writing however yet i all like i see you a lot in videos so like when you are taking the interviews right when you are there at the at the at the fights was that something difficult for you uh to sort of transition to to actually come up to a fighter face to face especially if it's a if it's a high profile fi- fighter um just basically talk to them and i saw that you are you were speaking to the highest of the high profile boxers uh in the world and for me it was just amazing how you kept yourself so professional and 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 collected how did you achieve that was it just you just naturally that talented or you sort of trained yourself for that no i struggle a lot to this day my first um match after this one my last match that i went to was jesse vargas versus uh mikey garcia and i was in texas and i was by myself and i don't really talk to the media people that much like we're not i'm not this like outgoing person. So I'm just there. And there's a parade of boxers walking in and out of the media room. And it it's really hard for me to like, just walk up to feel like, Hey, can I get an interview? I always feel like they think I'm going to be like entitled, like, Oh, who are you? Especially because I'm not no, uh, phenol boxing. I'm not, uh, behind the gloves. I'm not, um, fight hop. You know, they're just like, who are you? Like, who are you with? Like, is this just some random girl, like, trying to get an interview? So it is very, very anxiety-inducing because I'm just like, I don't know how to approach them. It was harder at first, obviously. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like, okay, well, I have to do it. And mm-hmm. I'm just going to do it. And I try to put myself in a trance where I'm like, I'm not going to think about it. I'm just going to walk up to them and ask. Mm-hmm. And then it's almost, it almost feels like a dream. Like, I'm not really in there. After the interview is done, I don't remember it. Mm-hmm. what happened i'm just like well okay and nighttime to edit edit but i don't i feel like i'm asking questions but in my head i'm not really there it's it's really weird i don't know how to explain it other than that but no i, I, I understand actually, that i'm I understand not that, that confident with it it's hard to, to transition but as i mentioned we have to do video now and just what i want to do is get video but also attach it to writing so that it's not just mm-hmm. a video One of the videos that went viral on your channel was the, the someone wanted to fight Amir Khan and that, that was on your <laughs> YouTube channel. Can you talk about that a little bit? How that happened? Well, that, How did you approach yeah, Amir Khan in the first place? It was actually, what was your last question? I'm sorry. How did you approach Amir Khan on the, like, at the, on the first place? And then yeah. what happened after? I believe that was at Mikey Garcia versus Easter, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
And it was the end of the bout. Everybody was walking around getting interviews. Mostly everybody was interviewing Sean Porter um, at the time. And I was just, I think Sean Porter was going to fight Danny soon. I'm not, I'm not sure. But people were really crowding um, Porter. So I'm like, let's walk around and see who else is around. And I saw Khan, And I've always been a huge fan of Khan. first of all. So I was like, oh, my God. Like, I have to get an interview with him. Especially Mikey back then was already talking about moving to the welterweight. So I was like, hey, like, let's see, would you entertain the idea? But it was so weird. It, some people started fighting, bottles were thrown. I, I was pushed into the stairs. And at that moment, it was really like, do I want to do this? Like, what? I could just be, because <laughs> at the time, I also had an internship writing for a local newspaper in Long Beach. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I, all I do over there is go to, like, community stuff and write about it or write PR stuff. Right. I'm like, do I really want to, like, I could have gotten, like, punched or something. Like, I, I it was really. Didn't you get excited, though? I, like, I feel like, like, I would, I would get so excited. Like, oh, like, shit, there's fights starting. Like, and I'm on camera. Like, we're actually filming this. I would be, like, all over this. Didn't you feel that feeling? It's funny because the journalist, like, uh, Mike Baca, who writes for Ring. And, oh, yeah, great guy. Uh, yeah, I love, uh, I love. Uh, Baca, I just texted but, him a couple of days ago. Just asking, like, where, how is he doing? And, like, where did he disappear? Uh, yeah, he's know. writing for NFL, actually. Yeah, yeah. pretty great. Yeah, so, you know, it was nice to hear from him, too. Yeah, and, and, and back then he was like, whoa, he's like, that's about to get so many views. And at the time, I don't even think, like, I had that many YouTube subscribers because, again, I was focusing back then more on writing than, like, video. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'll upload this, who cares? And <laughs> it got so many views mm-hmm. because people were fighting. Yeah. I mean, your other video that really, really got viral, it was, like, one of the, the Paul brothers. Oh, uh, yeah. Can you talk about what happened there? Because I think you got around, and I might be wrong, but I think you got more than a million views on that video. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I feel so conflicted about that because a bunch of my friends were, you know, they're more connected to YouTube content, like YouTube vloggers, I guess you would call them. So they're like, wow, that's huge. Like, um, you got a million views on, on this thing. And I feel conflicted because I'm like, I wish my interviews got a million views, not like I know. these people. So, and and there's nothing no much. Idea. Well, let, let's give it a breakdown. What exactly happened there? Because I'm not into like the, the whole YouTube thing as well. But I, I remember someone approached the guy and said, like, you're not invited anymore or something like that. Can you can you talk a yeah. little bit about that? Yeah. So also, yeah, I wasn't into that. So I went there because I, sometimes I collaborate with Fight Hype. Uh-huh. And they said, hey, like, go, go and like try to get us content. And I was like, okay, sure, I'll go. And I didn't know much about them. I was like, they're doing research on these guys like who are they have they i knew they fought in the amateurs before supposedly or some like like just some weird stuff so i was like okay and and everybody again just crowded the the paw brother right everybody was like on him and he this kid is just walking around so i'm like let me just get this kid and see what he's about so i did talk to him and as i was talking to him one of the Paul brothers team people came mm-hmm. up to him. He's like, Oh, you were talking smack. So you're not invited to the after party anymore. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, they just start kind of getting in each other's faces. And I'm just like, okay, like I, I didn't know what to do if to end it or to, I didn't know what to do. Keep honestly. it rolling. Keep but it rolling. <laughs> I'm like, just keep it rolling. And, and I was like, let's, just like I did with the American stuff. I'm like, let me just wait it out. Hope this doesn't escalate to like physical stuff Mm -hmm. and then still get like finished off the interview. So my end goal is just always to finish it. But yeah, it was an interesting experience because that's the second time that that's happened to me where people just 
I know. Start you're another just, thing. Somehow you're in those situations all the time. <laughs> but it's, I like this, this kind of trick that you do, right? It's like when you see that everyone's kind of swarming just that one person, all of a sudden you don't want to be a part of the crowd, right? You actually want to like take a step back and look mm -hmm. around and, and find your own opportunity, find your own niche. I feel like that's that really working towards your, uh, like in your favor. And I feel like a lot of people should also think about that, doing that as well. Yeah, uh, like I really like just doing that. Whenever yeah. people are crowding someone, of course I want to eventually get, because that usually means they're the bigger star, right? Of course. Or they're the, the bigger name. And of, of course, eventually I want to get to them, but I already know they're going to take a while anyway, because it's like five media people and they yeah. all take lengthy inter in interviews. So I'm like, let me just walk around. And also I like prospects. Like I feel like there's a lot of people who need, you know, a voice to be recognized. Yeah. So I'm just like, hey, like, let me just see what this guy's about. And whoever's there, everybody mm -hmm. has a story. Everybody has an opinion. So I'm like, let me just get content. If I can't get the big star right now at this moment, I'm not just going to sit around waiting. You know, it's funny you mentioned collaboration with Fight Hype. And I was going to ask you, how did you, how were you uh, accepted in the community of boxing media? I know that they were sort of like involved you and invited you first, but like, I would, you know, and, and that would, might be just me, but I would assume if I was like some, some old school boxing media and I was doing this for a while, or let's say like at least like five or three years. And then uh, this, this, you know, person comes in and she's so bright and she asks all the right questions and she's going viral and everyone's following her and everyone wants to know what she's thinking about, you know, and, and, you, and again, you're so opinionated and, and it's just like, you have a real voice and authenticity. And now she's like making those, you know, making the fire, making the waves. I would actually be like, who is she? Like, why is she stepping on my toss? Like, what's, what's happening? <laughs> but that may be just me. Were you ever encountered, encountered by hostility from your colleagues or were, were they all welcoming? No. Yeah. A lot of hostility. I don't want to mention who, but it was also very discouraging mm -hmm. because I always felt like I didn't fit in because of course I'm not saying I'm this social butterfly who tried to say hi and mm -hmm. just got rejected. No, but I heard things and of course things get around. So I know that I'm not the most like person. And also they're just dudes like drama guys make rumors and mm -hmm. we had like a, a canelo versus triple g the first fight i believe mm -hmm. like i'm just gonna say it marcos villegas he's weird like he started this rumor with my friend that oh she's like having sex with this guy and the guy told me i was like hey like they're saying that you're doing this i'm like really and then later tino you know tino right uh he like no i don't think so he works with fine he worked with with marcos too he came up to me he's like that was a joke he's like he only told him that to like just mess with him like that's not true so i'm sorry you found out and then i confronted marcos i'm like why are you starting rumors about me even if it's just to your friend to joke around i'm like that could get around and that's like big i'm like i'm new to this people can take that literally and just not trust me around fighters because they think i'm like having sex with people i'm like you can't do that i'm like i'm just starting doing this on don't do that to me and mm -hmm. he didn't the whole thing and i was very upset and then the next day he wrote me like a huge paragraph on instagram apologizing like yeah it's true i did make those rumors but not to anybody else just to my friend because i wanted to play a joke on him because he has a crush on you so i just told him you were having sex with this person so that he doesn't pursue you basically mm -hmm. And in my head, I'm just like, that's still not right. <laughs> so I didn't forgive him. And to this day, like, he's one of the people that I don't like.
Mm-hmm. But everybody else, like the girls are nice to me, which is what I care about because I was scared of girls being catty or something. But no, Cynthia, who you had on the podcast, mm-hmm. amazing. She She's always been so supportive with me since day one because I would see her also at the 360 promotions. And Cynthia was a person that I would see obviously hosting and I would see her mm-hmm. on the ring, which is a magazine that I love to read. Like I have a subscription. So I was like, wow, like I, this chick, she's so awesome. And she is the most down to earth person. She talks to me. She's very encouraging all the time. And that was really nice to have. Especially yes, and I saw, that, I saw that as well, that she's very encouraging to you and she, she yeah. always supports you publicly. And uh, uh, I, I know Cynthia personally and she's a great person and, and she's a great professional as well. Yeah, and, and I don't talk much to Michelle Joy Phelps, who you had on your podcast recently, too. But I did identify with a lot of stuff that you guys talked on the podcast. Um, and I do feel for her a lot because she's someone that I look up to, even though we're not like, we don't talk, we're not like friends. We smile, say hi to each other, obviously, but mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, close to her. But I look up to her. She's uh, uh, what I'm trying to do. She started her own channel. She's growing her own. And, and she hustles. But there's always that weird, oh, she's a woman stigma mm-hmm. that it's just different. It's, I feel like she doesn't get as much work as she could because she's a woman. And mm-hmm. she gets a lot of shit because she's a woman. Because, like, it's no, no strange, you know, occurrence that the people in the comments are always going to make comments about her appearance or just random weird stuff, right? We, mm-hmm. We've all been there. We've all seen it. And people are always like, even when I'm online, people always ask me, like, do you think she's dating someone? I'm like, I don't get why you guys care that a woman. That's like a thing in boxing. Like, not even yeah. only, like, about the women, but also about the men. A lot of, like, they all like to talk. Like, it's, it's always, like, talk behind yeah. your back and, like, spreading rumors. And when I first encountered yeah. that, uh, like, personally, like, I, I encountered, like, people actually, I was, like, I was, like, taken aback. Like, whoa, like, this is some ungentlemanlike behavior for like a gentleman <laughs> sport kind of thing. I was like, I didn't expect that, but like it's, it's and, and the, the more I was in the industry, the more I realized, Oh, like they talk about this guy. It's drama. <laughs> it's like high school. Yeah. Yeah. It's like this alpha male type of thing too, because I've witnessed so many fights between media members, guys, or trying to get into physical to where the promoters or the you know people the pr people at events have to take them outside and be like yo shut up like get out of here Mm -hmm. and i'm pretty sure you've seen the the videos two viral videos with that guy fred from barbershop conversations multiple altercations with people like he's always fighting people he fought Mm -hmm. uh kenny porter like they fight all the time marco viegas has fought that same dude not fought but like they gotten into loud loud arguments Mm -hmm. like other media members that i don't want to name who are men constantly there's just always someone getting in fight and it's never the woman it's always like the dudes getting mad at each other or doing this or doing that or being more catty with their content because it's 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 like an alpha male type of thing it feels like they want to be the ones that get the most views and get the the most content and they will hog an interview and hog a fighter for like 17 minutes yeah and everybody else gets like two minutes now because of that you know it's all about that there's no respect also in the in the media community. Yes, we all want to ask questions and they're probably going to revolve around the same thing. You know, I try to mm-hmm. keep it a little bit more different and ask different questions, but there's only so much you can do. Like, Hey, how's training camp? Like, no. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, how are you feeling? They're not going to say what oh, sucks, you know? Like, so I try to get different angles in there, but there, there's no respect. Mm-hmm. People will take 
15 minutes, even though they say, oh, ask three questions and go, they won't do it. And most of the time they get away with it and no one, like, they're like, whatever, like you're on your own type of stuff. But as for the media, like, I don't really worry about it too much right now if -hmm. they like me or not, but I know it always gets back to me. Like I have followers who are not in the media, Mm -hmm. but they'll like message me and be like, whoa, somebody just told me like really crazy stuff about you. Or somebody's like talking smack. And I had to tell them, like, please don't tell me. Like, I don't care. But right. it's often that pe- people say, like, they talk about me not being a professional because I have my hair dyed. And I've, like, considered now, okay, maybe I'm not going to dye my hair. Because I'm like, if it's that big of a deal where no. people are please commenting don't. about Please don't consider that. It gets that. to me a lot. People are like, oh, she, she thinks she can't, she's not professional. Ellie Setback told one of my friends from Against the World's podcast that, like, oh, she's just not professional. You can't be, like, having purple hair like that. And it made me sad because I never, like, I never talked to Ellie, but I also never, like, had anything with him. I just thought we were, like, okay, like, hi, hello, bye, hello, you know? Right. So when I heard that, I was like, oh, like, it did hurt my feelings because I'm like, oh, man, like. Someone, Here's my like, opinion, like, <laughs> and I, I, I realize that I'm about to compliment you a lot, but the, the one thing <laughs> that, I, that I like about you and, and honestly like because it's engaging, you know, if I didn't like it, I would be just not paying attention, but I do pay attention to you just because you're being so authentically, and I publicly say that on Twitter yourself, you're, you're, you're being so authentic self, like you're, you're really trying, you, you, are, you are being yourself and you are, if you want to dye your hair, you're doing this. If you want to like change the hair, uh, hair color, you're doing this. If you want to say something, you're doing this. And that's why it, make, it makes you very real. And that's why I care about what you write. That's why I care about your opinion. Whereas if you would be more of like, I, had, I have to go by the book and I have to like, you know, not dye my hair or maybe not say certain things or so like, that would be just like, you would be just another, you know, gray member of the media where it'd be like, well, you know, you'd have to like really struggle more. Like for me personally, I would, I would, I would need to try to try more to identify myself with you, mm-hmm. right? So that I, I care about what you think. But because you really uh, uh, personify that, that human being that just being herself kind of makes me, you know, makes me more interested in, in what you have to say. And that's why, well, I, I don't know, I really don't sign up. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't sign, sign up with, the, with what they say about, like, you have to, you know, be a certain yeah. way. The only thing you have to be, like, I feel like it's just, well, not you in, in particular, but, like, in general, in this profession, I, I'll be just, just be respectful. Like, that's, that's mm-hmm. the only thing that I would value in a, in a yeah, in of a course. profession and, 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 and respectful, ethical, and professional. That's the only things that I would actually value. But everything else, like, just, you know, I, I, I don't think that someone can tell another person what to do. I think my struggle, too, is you talk about Twitter. Like, I'm very um, just, I'm always on Twitter. Like, I'm very, very uh, attached to Twitter. And that's where I think people who are following me because of boxing content, Mm-hmm. they're so used to whoever they follow who is boxing content being solely boxing content that I feel like that also kind of gets me away from people taking me seriously because they're like, oh, well, she likes, she's not just boxing. She likes other things. And it's hard for me to tell people like, yes, I'm passionate about other things and I'm not just all the time going to tweet boxing. And it, a lot of people tell me, well, this is why you'll never be. And they always mention this people. Mm-hmm. That You're never going to be uh, like, Christina Ponchez. This is why you'll never be Christina Ponchez. This is why you'll never have the same job. This is why you'll never be like Cynthia. This is why you'll never be like like Michelle. And mm-hmm. I get that. I'm like, damn. And I I told that's what I'm like. Maybe I should have my because I'm like, damn. I I I go through weeks where I do really filter what I want to say. Like I'll just tweet boxing. I'll just won't tweet at all because 
I feel like maybe I'm just, I, it's something to consider, right? When people do tell you these things that you can't be so opinionated, you can't bring mm-hmm. up race stuff and, and women's stuff in, into boxing. Like that's not how you get welcome. You don't get the welcome wag mm-hmm. if you bring up usually like issues surrounding other things into boxing. So, or just talk about other things besides boxing. Mm-hmm. So I do consider those things. I do take it into consideration when people tell me those things. When people say, well, this is why you'll never be that. This is why, and I'm like, dang, but I do want to be that. Like, I do right. want to write for ESPN. And they don't have any women writers for, you know, for boxing. And, and they're like, one, I'm really good friends with one of the media guys at ESPN. And he's like, well, Disney owns ESPN. So y- you wouldn't have that big of a shot because of your content. Like, you are too outspoken, basically. Mm-hmm. So it is, I, that's why, I mean, I, I appreciate the compliments and I do think so too. That's what I thought. I'm like, oh, well, I'm, I'm more myself and I hope that me being myself gets more relaxed interviews out of the fighters. But I do think that. I do take into consideration that people may think, oh, like she is, you know, and then when I tweet certain things about, you know, other things mm-hmm. like race and, and minorities. I do a lot of advocacy for minorities. People don't like that. And like, I feel also with people looking at me as a girl and, and I don't usually dress like in dresses and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like people also don't take me seriously because yeah. of that. To like interviews at the gym, I wear like leggings and a t-shirt, with, like a boxing t-shirt, t-shirt that someone gave. Like right. a fighter gave me a t-shirt or like one of my friends has a podcast. I always wrap them. Like that's what I do. And people in the comments, you'll say that like all the other journalists are wearing dresses and heels and you're wearing like a t-shirt, like mm-hmm. step it up. And I'm like, damn, like, I yeah. always think like, dang, why didn't I think of that? Like later or what I didn't, I take into consideration that people are giving me feedback and maybe I should take it into consideration. You know, a lot of struggles too is I'm scared that because I'm a woman in the media, people won't take me seriously with fighters because like all oh, this goes just a groupie. And I can see how people can be like, oh, you know, more hesitant mm-hmm. to give women an interview or let a woman into their gym. So what I do whenever I visit gyms, I take a, a guy with me, like a friend who's also, you know, in a podcast. Um, and his name's Chris. He's my friend Chris from Against the Rose. I always tell him, can you please come? I don't want to just show up by myself mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it makes me feel like they're more hesitant. Right give me an interview or just be like uh like she's gonna be a distraction or there's rumors and and it always gets to me that i i told you michelle joy phelps successful woman a badass woman and people are always like hey did you know michelle joy phelps dated this guy and i'm like okay like i don't are you doing that i'm like no but why does it matter and same with other women who are not as you know they're more of a behind the camera women Mm -hmm. like i get so many so many comments and people are like, oh, you know, she's doing this and that with the fighters. And I'm like, I didn't know that, but don't tell, like, I, I don't think it's true. Mm-hmm. But I think that's, those are my biggest issues, like with the whole media, you know, it's, it's my personality, mm-hmm. my content that's not just boxing all the time. And then people thinking, ah, she's a girl, like she might just be here with different intentions than to get an interview. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's crazy, like both in media row, with other media members and trying to get stuff from like fighters and, 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 you know, trainers and stuff like that. I, I remember when I went to the Robert Garcia gym, a lot of people told me like, how did you get in there? He doesn't like girls in his gym. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, they never told me that. Like, I felt weird after because they're like, he doesn't really like girls in his gym. How did you get in there? And I'm like, well, I, I was there for Virgil Ortiz at the time. And um, I'm mutual with his dad. And I'm mutual with Virgil, too. So I just asked him, like, hey, can I come? Obviously, I brought, like, a male friend. Mm-hmm. But I asked them. And also there, I talked to Robert. You know, I said, thank you for letting me come into your gym to talk to your writer. Um, but it wasn't after that. People were like, how did you get in to his gym? Like, you can catch interviews with his fighters elsewhere, but he doesn't let women like that. That's what I heard. At least that's what they told me. If it's true right. or not, I don't know how the validity of this, but people told me so many times. Like, how did you get in there? And I'm just like, whoa, like, I didn't know. And it made me feel bad because, again, I didn't go through him. I went through Virgil Sr. Mm-hmm. And then just, so I'm just like, oh, it's, it's, it's a really weird thing to navigate when me just starting and then being a woman and. Right, but at the same time you took your shot you 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 know texted the right people and you just asked mm-hmm. and basically ask and you shall receive and that's how you gain access <laughs> not by just you know by basically being professional and just hey can mm-hmm. i can i join the gym and you know do my work it's kind of like i don't know it's it's weird like the fact that you have to bring a guy with yourself just to protect yourself or just to like have like that insurance that you know so there's no second thoughts about that i mean it's I hope like at some point uh, things would be more lax in that regard. So you don't have to like worry yeah. about that, but I completely understand where you are coming from. And I feel like this is very smart on your end as well to actually uh, have, you know, the third person, third party with you to sort of, to arbitrage this, this whole tension in the room. That's, that's another smart thinking that you do as well. Like I wouldn't think about that to be honest, but again, I'm not a woman, so I don't even know how it works. <laughs> right? um, it's, it's weird because it, yeah, like some people talk shit behind the back, but at the same time, people people talk about you, like right. So it's it's a weird thing. Like yeah, people don't take you seriously. For example, like according to what they say, but at the same time, all they do is talk about you, right? They talk, mm-hmm. they try to like come up, come up with rumors about this. Do you struggle with this? Do you feel you, because again, like it sucks, especially when when you're reading those comments, for example, or you're taking those feedbacks. You have to filter, right? You have to like. Okay, well, mm-hmm. this this filter, uh, this this comment is bullshit. I, I don't I don't care about that one. This is a constructive criticism. I'll 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 read it. I'll consider it. And so, like, there's this filtering, but we're not machines, right? We we still have feelings and all of that. Do you have this internal debate? Do you actually have some some sort of a scale or metrics or where you're like where you are emotionally, or does that really like is does that really difficult for you to to take? Yeah, that? it went to it went to a point where I'm just like I'm just not gonna read the comments. <laughs> like I'll let people say what they want to say and because at one point I was responding not to the mean comments really but I was tell I was responding in ways like please comment about the interview and the contents of the interview mm-hmm. because whenever I do a, an interview with a guy like it's just like oh they're fucking after mm-hmm. or she's feeling him I'm like it's really weird and creepy, especially when like there's like younger fighters. I feel really creeped out when people always put that in the comments. And I used to write back all the time. Like I would be go, no, like just focus on the interview. Don't talk about me. And mm-hmm. then I started to just not be in the interviews. And then so many media members like, like Cynthia, she's like, no, you have to be in it. She's like, you have to, people want to see the voice that, you know, is behind the interview. So you have to also let yourself know so that if media PR people run across your video on another you know, way they know who it is and maybe they, you know, recognize you at, at like an event and you right. know, you, it's easier to introduce yourself. So I was like, Oh, okay. Okay. And I would just stop reading the comments because it made me uncomfortable or it made me like a little, Oh, here we go. Let me look through the comments and filter stuff out. So now I'm just like, I'm not even going to look at that. 
I'm just gonna let people say whatever and mm -hmm. hopefully, I mean, it's still, I mean, it's content <laughs> and they're making a comment. So I'm like, okay, at least it looks like I have a lot of comments. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> Obviously, I, I would assume Cynthia Conte is some, someone that you take seriously in terms of like a feedback or, you know, some, some sort of a criticism. Are there, are there any other people that you're sort of in touch with that mentor you or kind of like just give you the feedback? You don't have to like name their names, but like, do you have like certain like circle of people that you rely on to like give you like an actual feedback that you can take seriously? Well, Cynthia, she's my main one. Like mm -hmm. I, and, and you mentioned, you know, being a little bit different in Cynthia. She's all charisma. Like. Mm -hmm. She, her interview with fighters, a lot of people say, oh, well, she's not, you know, it's, it's more joking around, but yeah, it's, people will remember that people will not be like, oh, here comes another boring interview yeah. about how's my camp training going. Like she's very, very fun. She's, you can see her energy, her energy. You can see it. Yes. And that's saw it firsthand. Yeah, it was, we went yeah. to big bear together and you know, she was interviewing fighters and I was translating and, and, uh, I, I could totally see like the energy and she was trying to make mm -hmm. it engaging and different. So yeah, exactly. So uh, she's someone I look up to because I relate to that. I mean, you know, like she makes, I, I want to be like her because she makes us successful at, she's not like this cookie cutter mm -hmm. version of what people want media women to be, but also she's not, but she's taking seriously, you know, she's not like disregarding. So I'm mm -hmm. like, ah, oh, like that's, she is my mold. Like I want to be like her. So mm -hmm. mostly her, um, I do have like some people on Twitter who, um, mentor me and, and I love him. I can't tell, I don't think I can say his name, okay. but, um, he is a great guy and, and he tells me feedback in every video and he's a, uh, an Emmy winner for, um, some of his work. And so I take him very seriously, you know, he's older and he's like, Hey Lily, um, this interview was really great, but tone it down on you making comments after just go to the next question because mm -hmm. sometimes i make like really long comments after because i feel like at the point i'm having a conversation so i'm like right. oh by the way blah blah so he's like he's like when you're doing interviews like that that are like media he's like try to do them just get your point across because sometimes pr people will be like oh she's talking too much and not mm -hmm. getting to the point so move it along right so he's like to to try to when it when you're at a gym he's like and you have all the free time like do it and the fighters free time but when you're like at a media event he's like try to not have commentary <laughs> like mm -hmm. after a question or after their answer like let them just talk and go on with you oh great like i love it so i him and then um ben from fight hype he reached out to me and and he like it, that made me feel so good he reached out to me and and he was telling me like, Hey, I really like your energy. Same thing. Um, I will, could, do you want to work together sometimes? Like send me your stuff. I'll send mm -hmm. you like money. Um, and he's like a lot, cause a lot of times, especially he's just starting. It's like, Hey, can you work for us? But sorry, it's free. Right. Like, it's, it's, it's not paid. And it's like, mm, like I'm already doing like, I, I want, I'd rather put the energy into my content, mm -hmm. you know, because I will get, you know, the YouTube at least revenue of the exactly. month. Exactly. And like, I'm like, ah, oh, no, you know, like no offense, but no. Or wow. other times they're like, oh, you know, we might pay you, but we might not. And with Ben, it was so like, bam, like, I'm going to give you like the revenue for the video. Mm -hmm. And I thought like after he would just give it to me that one month, but every month I just get new PayPal's from him. And I'm like, that's so weird. I'm like, this guy's giving me money every month for the video that was like the, the, the videos, you know, it's not like he's just like a one time just for this month. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, he actually takes, 
you know, the, I don't know, what do you call that? Like the analytics and he just... Right, I'm, I'm assuming. I'm assuming. Right, it's. Uh, I'm assuming the video is on YouTube and that acquires views, and he like he gives you like the portion of the of the of the revenue yeah. he just deposits to you. And he's also very. He's not just like, oh, here's your money. No, he he always gives me feedback too. He tells me the same thing, like that you did a little bit. It's more like, be yourself. He's like, don't try to be cookie cutter. Be yourself, and it's okay. The rest will come. And he, I talked to him really, a lot about the comments and me feeling insecure about being a woman in the videos and he's like yeah he's like trust me you're gonna get negative comments especially on my on my videos he's like, because this is a huge platform he's like so you will get hate comments but just don't she's like he's like don't ignore it just do your work and that's it and mm -hmm. he he's like a he's he's an awesome guy and, and i never thought that i would have somebody to actually again give me feedback and it's, mm -hmm. it's great i really appreciate that from him that he actually takes the time to not just be like, okay, thanks for the video. It's mm -hmm. like, hey, okay, this, this, and that, or now do this, and it's better if you take this approach. It's like, mm -hmm. I, I really welcome feedback all the time. If it's nice, good, like I like a nicer tone, but sometimes I do get like my friends who are like, stop doing this and more stern, but I'm like, okay, either way, like I'll take it into consideration whatever feedback I get. So, so it's, um, it's, it's interesting we started talking about money. Obviously, this is something, you know, this is a profession. You have to figure out how to have a consistent uh, and safe income on that. Uh, unfortunately, it's not very uh, easy in boxing to actually earn money if you're not within, you know, the high-profile boxing circles. How, how does this work for you? Obviously, you just mentioned the Fight Hype uh, partnership that you had. Uh, is there anything that... I guess what I'm asking is the situation is kind of meh in terms of how you make money, mm -hmm. uh, how, how like uh, professional reporters make money. That's what I mean. And like, how, and you mentioned like you want to work for ESPN, you want to be like associated with that brand, but it's so difficult. Do you have any <laughs> thoughts on that? Like what's the future holds for not just you, but for personalities in media like yourself, for journalists and writers what's going to happen next and what what kind of i mean i don't know how do you see yourself in the future in this profession if you yeah, are studying boxing question. that's a hard question because um i knew that me coming into you know writing a lot of people shit on like my degree they're like oh come on you're not gonna make any money i wasn't planning on doing sports i was just gonna write for some newspaper and like get mm -hmm. like bare minimum like i wasn't worried about that again like i do a lot of advocacy work Mm -hmm. so that was my main thing that I wanted to do um with boxing it's more like people expect a lot of free labor and yes. I, I I get outside of the boxing thing yeah you have freelancing and of course you got to get your name across and you have to start somewhere right mm -hmm. but the extent that this happens in boxing is ridiculous like everybody if I had a dollar for every time somebody hit me up, like, hey, like, can you do content for us? Like, oh, we love your content. Can you please, like, write for us? Or mm -hmm. this really, a guy who has, like, a really nice boxing page hit me up one time. No, he actually tweeted something like, I, I don't have, like, a lot of women sports writers. I will, if you know anyone, like, tag them here. And so many people tag me on it. So he actually emailed, like, I get my email, he emailed me, we're talking, like, I'm like, oh my God, this is a big website, like, I'm definitely, maybe, you know, per article base, or like, per click base, whatever, but I'm just excited. Mm -hmm. And when it came down to, it, he's like, well, I can't pay you, because I'm already paying my other staff writers. And 
I felt really annoyed, not because I wish there would be more transparent, like right away, mm-hmm. like, hey, this is unpaid, but it's good exposure, you know, like unpaid, but we will promote your work. We will give you good reference, you know, stuff like that. No, he's like, well, I can't pay you because I'm already paying my other staff writers. And in my head, I'm just like, I'm a staff writer too. Like, if you want me to cover these many events or do this much work, then n- no, it's not, I wouldn't want that. Right. And it felt like, oh, well, you clearly don't want a woman journalist in your team that much then if you're not willing to at least provide some sort of compensation. Mm-hmm. So that was out of the way, but a lot. If I had a dollar, I wouldn't probably be pretty well off. I don't like that in the boxing community. Also, it's harder also in the boxing community, just in general, not just as a woman, because a lot of people criticize YouTube journalists. You know, they say, oh, you're just a YouTube journalist. Like so many comments about stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. you're just a YouTuber. Who cares? Like, who cares about what your content is? Mm-hmm. And I get it. I get it. So I who said it. this? Who, who actually, like, I'm not saying who in particular, but what other people who say that, are they in the industry? Are they the reporters and writers, yeah. the, the old school? It's it's either old school or, or people who are, like, who produce content but are not in media. Uh-huh. So people who have podcasts about boxing but not don't necessarily cover events is what I'm uh-huh. saying. People uh-huh. with, like, opinion-based content, boxing content. Right. They're like, oh, whatever YouTube media, whatever fucking, like, new media that's... Everybody yeah. can start a, a YouTube channel and everybody can... And it's true, you know? Everybody yeah. can start a YouTube channel. Anyone can do that. Um, and people usually, again, in the boxing community, they don't really treasure, you know, like you said, ethical behavior or, like, respect. They don't. Right really value that you know as a person who graduated on this i go to like a lot of websites i'm like oh like this is grammar sucks or i'm like oh, this is not an ap style like and these people are making it why can't i like it's true anybody can as long as it's engaging and as exactly. long as you know because a lot of people let's bring back elisa but people hate him but hey he's doing something right he's engaging he has his his people that that who are you are talking about and loyal right who are you talking about ellie ellie setback Okay. He receives a lot of hate and I get it, but he might not ask like the most ooh bomb questions, but something works for him and whatever it is, he made it work for him. So people don't care that he's a YouTube people just want to see the content. And I do get that a lot. It's so weird in this community, right? In the boxing community where it's you're either like up here with like a media, mm-hmm. you're at the top, ESPN, you know, even other sports sites and or you're like a YouTuber media right and then you're like kind of in between because you're youtube but you're very very successful mm-hmm. right and you already have a, an engaging fan base or you know an audience that will come back and you will continue to get a consistent amount of clicks at least or you know like have really decent numbers and then there's like people at the bottom so it's it's so hard and for you to get at the top at first i'm like yeah sure let me just do free shit for everybody mm-hmm. but at the point that's why i'm like no i have my own brand that i'm creating i want to if i'm doing work and it's free i'm just gonna do it for me i'm not going to get money from somebody who's it's growing their content it's growing their page not mine and i'm pretty sure they they already got all the help they can um i have a friend who is a woman too who was in media for a little bit i think she moved somewhere like somewhere else out of california Mm -hmm. but she told me that the publication she was working for paid her 50 dollars $50 $50 for an event. And in my head, what? I'm like, what? Like, for you, like, to, for you to... I you bet that barely will cover an Uber or something. 
Samir, you know that people like the parking when, when we go to fights. Mm-hmm. The parking alone is like 20, 30 bucks. Yeah. I'm like, what? And I think this happened at, at the um, Hollywood Fight Nights, the last, one of the last Hollywood Fight Nights. Um, mm-hmm. She was there and she's like, yeah, man, I make 50, he pays me $50. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I'm like, just the park over there is like that much. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't, I'm like, girl, what are you doing? And, and eventually, we see what, how, how do I see myself in the future? Um, realistically, I'm like, I'm going to have to work really hard and, and, you know, maybe I won't stay in boxing media. Maybe I'll stay with my brand to like write about stuff here and there and just more opinionated articles since I'm not going to have the sources to, to get, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> news, you know, like breaking news in the boxing community. But I will, I don't think from now, I don't think I'll ever stop creating boxing content, even if I do choose to. Mm-hmm. do something else i feel like i'm always going to be attached to just now because you you know you you saw you talk about how this started as a hobby but then went to just more of a commitment i feel like i already have that commitment you know that right. yes i don't get you know a bunch of views but i do get some people who are also very encouraging so i'm like hey like i'm just gonna make it for those people that do like my content even if it's not mm-hmm. that many but if it were up to like me and like some utopian world i would love to eventually have my not just my brand, just have a collective site of women journalists. And, mm-hmm. and for it, it's big enough that I'm not like being cheap with somebody to where I'm making enough content that it, it gets me good revenue and I'm paying people properly for working right. with me. And, and I would mostly want to choose all women because you have no idea how many times people are like, oh, you're growing, you like boxing, that's awesome. Like not a lot of girls like sports. And I'm mm-hmm. like, no. A lot of girls like sports. Mm-hmm. Most girls like sports. The thing is that whenever we bring up sports, it's like, whatever, shut up. Like, your opinion doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Or they start quizzing you. Dudes have, like, this weird mechanism, like, automatic questioning. Right after that, I'm like, oh, you're, like, boxing all this. So who did this person fight in this year? And how many rounds did it go? Like, it's, it's like, almost like, really? I don't believe you. Let me quiz mm-hmm. you on literally mm-hmm. everything. So I always tell people, like, no, women love, love sports. Let me show you. And I want to have just women writers and, and them do so good in their job. And also like you say, okay, if I can't work for ESPN because my hair is purple, because I promote stuff that they don't you know, necessarily want to associate with, which again, as a corporation or as a big platform, I totally understand. You know, I totally understand. Um, mm-hmm. Let me make mine and let me have women who, I don't know, look what, like whatever they want to look like and, and still have a voice and are still good at what they do. Let, let me change that. You know, let me show people that mm-hmm. all these women do like sports and it would be not just boxing. It'd be, if it were up to me, I want to have eventually just like a network almost of just women reporting on sports. And I feel like, why isn't that a thing? Like <laughs> dudes love to sexualize women. Like I'm not saying, Oh, a girl in bikini, like the usual props that they have in a sports show where it's like some girl in a bikini just standing there. They do that in Mexico a lot. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I went off topic. But, um, I want to have actual like women like why isn't that a thing dudes like love women right mm-hmm. and they love women they love, love sports mix them two bitches up and, and create something like imagine just uh, like an ESPN and every every segment of different sports is just knowledgeable women on sports and, and professional engaging interviews like that'd be so awesome I don't know why people haven't done that yet and I want to do that eventually if, if I do stay in the sports route and eventually my, my content, hopefully when coronavirus is gone, I can, I'm going to try so hard to get my content out there 
and become more of a known person not like in the oh i want to like people to know who i am but i'm more like oh her content is awesome type of thing and bring more girls along but i don't want to say i don't want to be that person i'm struggling with that now like i can't pay you i would hate to take somebody's time of course everybody's passionate about stuff but people deserve some sort of compensation you know Mm -hmm. so i would want to do this when i'm at least making enough money to where i can get somebody and not be being a cheapo with them you know what i mean absolutely (laughs) and uh, i think this is a this is a wonderful idea and uh, i'm actually excited about it um i want to kind of follow your path and see where it's going to bring you and how you're going to develop that that's actually sounds very exciting and you know i'm actually like i don't personally i don't agree with the with the old school media where it's like if you write for a website or a newspaper then you you sort of you are the you know if you're working for this authoritative institution aka a newspaper then you mm-hmm. are sort of the you're the shit basically you know how to do it and, and you made it it's it's kind of like okay cool but like show me the numbers right why is your yeah. newspaper doesn't make any money why is your publication what's show me the numbers of your website how many clicks do you get how, how many visits mm-hmm. whereas like here's my youtube channel here's how many views i have like it's all there and you can just calculate you know money talks and uh, numbers talk and like that's why i never buy into the idea of like well they don't take me seriously i you know they don't think that i made it like it's just like okay cool but like have you seen my numbers like oh <laughs> you, you think youtube is not serious okay but have you seen my numbers have you seen how many hits mm-hmm. i have like let's say i have like five million on that video like how how many uh, views did your article got right stuff mm-hmm. like that it's just like that's why i never buy into this kind of narrative it's, it's mostly like it's very insecure kind of way of saying like we don't like this new world order and yeah like yeah. to be this like stay of course exactly and 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 that's why it's just like okay cool you know well, to, to the point is like okay boomer like good for you <laughs> but it's it's but at the same time we have like what i would say we have like around maybe like hardcore we have like four to five youtube channels about boxing that are like mm-hmm. over 100,000 subscribers or like 200,000 yeah. like so it's not that many like it's it's the, the field is still uncharted for like the, the the media online on youtube or any other outlets you know develop an instagram or youtube so it's just like you you'd be like not very wise not to get into youtube and for you for like the the, yeah. the boxing journalist or writer not to actually have like a channel and create content there like yo like you are missing out on revenue if you are all about that business or you're all about all about that content or education you're missing out on that that's on you and i'm not taking you seriously for that i don't know i have more of like that attitude but i I also realize that boxing a lot of boxing a lot of boxing media and sport of boxing a lot it's it's all about the past days which is kind of like annoying for me like with all due respect to you know to all the uh you know legends from the past in terms of you know the fighters there's a lot of like reminiscing like remember how boxing used to be remember the days yeah remember like uh, a lot of the, comparing to the old fights remember how like it was all business it was no like well it was like all like serious like the best fought the best but now no it's, doc no ducking no no yeah. marinating yeah it's, well it's well in reality problem. i mean stuff was even more you know messed up than it is today what happened in boxing you know back in 80s 70s and 90s and early 2000s like so it's it's kind of like okay cool but i don't know that's why the whole industry itself it's really slow in, mm-hmm. in terms of stepping into this new age 
And I feel like people like you actually push that envelope. They actually push the, the sport itself into this new age. Um, that's why I, I don't know. I just don't know. I, I never sign up to those kind of like, you, I'm not taking you seriously because, you know, you're yeah. not that's why I feel like, and, and I was about to ask you, like, you should start your own thing. And I didn't even have to ask. You already have a plan. And so that's, that's just wonderful. <laughs> Yeah, like with YouTube, and, and that's another thing. I was really hesitant because, again, insecurities and me being a girl, and I feel like, no, people are not going to care what I say. Um, but we live in an age where, where we can monetize the Internet. Yeah. You know, everybody's on the Internet. Everybody's watching stuff. Everybody's looking for stuff to watch. And I think I mentioned this on Twitter previously that I don't just watch one interview. Like, there's a, like a press conference. I don't just watch one interview and be like, oh, cool, that was nice. Let me close my laptop. No, what else did they say? Let me see who else asked them separate things. And, and if he mentioned this, then maybe somebody who was behind the person next up followed up on that. Let me check. I, you mentioned about, yeah, there's, you know, like five big, big um, boxing. And, yeah, they're, they're big for a reason. They got good content. But I also want to see other angles, you know, like mm-hmm. not just as a journalist who wants to see other, other people's, you know, questions and just other angles that they took to for the interview. I just, I'm, I love the sport. So I want to know what else did they say? Right. So yeah, I, 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 at one point I'm like, yeah, same thing. I'm like, you'd be dumb not to start something in at least, even if it's, you know, 200, $300 a month, you, it's something for you yeah. just giving your content. Like it's, it's literally so dumb to not anybody like literally but just start like you said it's a hobby but it can come like eventually when you get the views and you hit the subscribe you are going to get there and you will get growing and growing and growing my my issue was um like you said the whole taking seriously part i agree with everything you said the thing is just like show me the numbers like right now i can't get good numbers unless i get good access to fighters which mm-hmm. i can't get because if i don't get approved because i don't have the numbers okay. i can't get the access so it's like a cycle of like, well, I, right. want, I want the access to the fighters. I can get content to get the numbers. Mm-hmm. But if I'm not approved to the events, then I can't get it. So that's mm-hmm. why I do a lot of the gym interviews where I go to gyms. And I mean, mm-hmm. I'm a gym rat anyway. Like, I would always be at gyms mm-hmm. just talking to the fight. I, I love gym gossip. And I don't mean like gossip like, oh, this fight. No, like, damn, this fight was almost made. What? Really? You don't say nothing though. I mm-hmm. live for that, but don't tell anybody. I'm like, I won't. <laughs> but it's awesome. Like, off the record, this guy turned on this fight. With, yeah, it's, you know, it's it, great to be an insider like, and know, and know that information. I'm like, oh, and I can't be like, hey, this happened, you know? Right. But I, I, I love it. I love being trusted with information. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, ooh, and I just love the energy and and as a boxing journalist, but also as a fan, it made me get, I never, I was never one to call people bums and shit. Like I hate people called fighters bums. I hate yeah, it. Too. But I, when you go to the gyms and you see how hard these dudes work, even the dudes who are the contenders who, you know, they're just there to go the distance with the guys, the rugged guys, like they, they put so much effort into their training and, and their sweat and blood and, and everything. I mean, you pretty sure you know you've been in big bear like you didn't really witness a sparring session unless there was blood or spit or sweat mm-hmm. on your face mm-hmm. after like you're just there like oh oh okay like it's it's a great atmosphere and that's how i get my stories that's how i i get my content and i, I want to i wanted to start this right before corona started like i mentioned earlier um prospects who also need like some exposure obviously i'm not the best person to come for exposure because i don't have that many you know, big people, like, you know, a lot of followers, but also 
I feel like, okay, people will be like, oh, she knew that that guy was going to be something mm-hmm. before. Or she, I remember that guy because she interviewed him, right? And I mm-hmm. wanted to make like, because things, I told you, I, I don't like rewriting news somebody else wrote. I do pre-fight or post-fight stuff. But I'm like, let me mix it up. I want to do a uh, contender of the week or prospect of the week type of article. And every week I do a feature story on an up-and-comer. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how awesome would that be? Just like both video, you know, of them training and interview, but also just a, a feature story on like an up and comer mm-hmm. and have a prospect of the week. I'm like, that's such a good idea. And I already had like my first guy. Um, I was going to do Diego Pacheco. I was going, I had already talked to him about it. I was going right. to do um, Michael Dutchover who, who fights on Showbox. Um, just, I'm like, this is such a good idea. These guys like, are also so nice that they won't say no to you. So I'm like, right. And, and you also, let's, let's be honest. You're also investing in that relationship because you're yeah. meeting them while they're still starting early. And then when they got to make it big, you know, you will have access to them as well. So it's, it's, it's kind of like this compound relationship kind of thing. Yeah. So I and like I that's very like, smart. Yeah, I tested that with, with Virgil because with Virgil Ortiz, I used to, when I was with true boxing heads, I would cover a lot of the, the fights of his at the Velasco and, you know, very intimate settings, kind of like the Avalon. Yeah. Very similar. Um, intimate setting it's it's great atmosphere you can tell it's the hardcore fans going to that fight because it's you know smaller up-and-comers and and Virgil used to fight in those fights and I would always interview him and I would ask him like just random stuff who do a Whataburger so I'm like hey what do you like better Whataburger in and out like I would just you know ask him stuff outside of interviews like and recently I think I asked him something like oh when he was gonna fight in the Canelo um fielding undercard he wasn't able to because he had just gotten eye surgery or something like that and the commission mm-hmm. didn't allow it but he told he, i was one of the first to find out he told me he's like hey don't tell anybody but i'm actually fighting the canelo undercard and i was mm-hmm. like that's so great that he like trusted me with that information yeah to not tell anybody else absolutely and then he i think i'm like hey i'm like can i bug you for an interview on on your next fight i know you're still in texas but when you come back and he mentioned something that really made me feel like okay what I'm doing is kind of working or it is working because he's like, yeah, he's like, I remember when you used to interview me at the Velasco and, or something along those words. Like, I remember you used to interview me like back, back then. He's like, mm-hmm. you, you, he's like, I'll let any, I'll let you cut anybody. That's right. what he told me. And I'm like, wow. Okay. It's building this relationships, you know, it's building this, this like relationship other than like, it's, it's a professional relationship, but it's also like almost, I don't know if maybe I'm being too corny, but it is kind of like a, to me, it's kind of like a friendship. Right. Where they trust you, not just as a professional, but they want, you know, I don't know how to explain it, but it made me feel good. That's all I want to, like, it made me feel like, yeah, okay, I, like, I, understand I, I, want, I want to do that with, with not just give them exposure and, and, and try to have people look at their story and look at them outside of just who they are in the ring, um, which is why they would be like more feature stories. But I want to eventually like, just know that I have, they're back right now. And, and I'm always going to like, especially as starting fighters and you know, a lot of people, especially in the boxing world, we know the fans are either like, Oh, this guy's a bomb or after he loses, man, that sucks. But not everybody in the boxing is going to make it as some big champion. And that's okay. We're going to have guys who are just contenders. We're going to have guys who are, even though they don't win as much, they're going to always give a great fight. We're yeah. going to have guys who are just there to get knocked out. We're going to have guys that are just, uh, you know, there to kind of like as gatekeepers, you know, everybody plays a role in boxing. And I want to show that everybody in the boxing community should be appreciated, not just the champions, 
not just, you know, the ones who already made it big and are so, you know, making it big. Guys who are also maybe not that great, maybe they're not going to make it as far, but they're going to give a good fight and they're going to keep giving the fans great fights or, or putting their all into it. They deserve a story too, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Lily, we've been talking for more than an hour and I have so oh, much... I have yet so much to cover uh, in terms of what I want to talk about, but maybe we can uh, do another one of these uh, conversations and uh, maybe talk more about your life and your aspiration. <laughs> Would that be I okay know, with I you? Like, I told you when you <laughs> messed me, I'm like, I talk a lot, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's actually great. I, I, I love it. You know, it's uh, because we have so much, we, we covered so much stuff and uh, it's, it's actually very important stuff and I really enjoyed this conversation. Um, so I would, I would be so happy to have you one more time on my podcast and we can talk more about this as well. Would, would you be open to that? No, most definitely. It felt like more of an awesome conversation too. I needed the social, you know, like some <laughs> social good thing going on because, you know, being locked up in quarantine ain't it. This felt great actually. Lily, how can people uh, find you? Um, on Twitter, I am at Lily Uyoa, but my name's so weird, so I would have to spell it out. L-I-L-Y-Y Uyoa, U-L-L-O-A. So that's my my um twitter and then on youtube is chicana boxing and another hard way to spell it it's x-i-c-a um n-a and then just boxing on youtube and then chicanaboxing.com as well for my articles i haven't read anything because there's nothing going on <laughs> but that's, that's where once everything resumes my content will be there as well and, you know mostly on the youtube as well. perfect uh, great lily thanks so much for being on this podcast please uh stay stay online i will end this episode and we'll talk afterwards <laughs> Thank you so much. Of course. I'm right. not going to go. Okay. Thanks. Thank you.